And I'm looking forward to kicking off this hour with our first guest, Father Dan Ketter. He's the Judicial Vicar for the Archdiocese of Atlanta. Father, thanks so much for being here today. Great to be with you, Greg. Would you mind kicking us off this hour with a prayer, Father? We've uh, we got to start the day with the prayer and, and help to carry us throughout the course of this day, if you would. be glad to. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus, we humbly thank you for all the doors you've opened to create Atlanta Catholic Radio, the quest. As we embark on this spirit drive, let us earnestly seek your will in all we do to bear the fruit you desire. We are on a quest to invite, inform, and inspire all who listen, and we strive to bring a million souls into your loving arms by enjoying the quest in their daily lives. As we grow in our listenership, we ask for all that's possible to fill hearts with your love and a renewal of spirit. O Holy Spirit, anoint us with wisdom and teach us to follow your inspirations. Jesus, we are only your couriers, your voice, your hands. Use the quest with your perfect will. Jesus of mercy, take the quest and make it yours. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our deaths. Amen. Our Lady of Fatima, pray for us. Father, thank you for doing that. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, appreciate that so much. And what a pleasure to have you in with us. I, I want to just do a couple of pieces of business real quick. Again, give the phone number, 470-508-1160. Of course, 1160 is for our station, AM 1160. As we're listening to this Atlanta Family Strong Fall Spirit Drive, and our theme is centered on marriage and family. Marriage and family is something that I know, Father, means a, a great deal to you as the judicial vicar for the Archdiocese of Atlanta. Tell us, you know, judicial vicar, you know, we hear, you know, the proponent for marriage or defender of the bond, and we hear all, the, and we're going to be saying all these terms. And th- I, I want to make sure, Father, that we're explaining what what is a judicial vicar, what is a tribunal, what is it exactly that you do at the Archdiocese? Sure. The, uh, the tribunal and the work of the tribunal is often um, something that's... Um, arcane, mysterious to to so many Catholics, but um, it's something that um, really should be more familiar to them. And actually, our Holy Father, Pope Francis, back in 2015, uh, made this explicit plea to um, the bishops of the world <clears throat> to make tribunals more accessible to the people, to, to bring the tribunals of the church closer to the people so that um, we can better serve them and they can um, more easily avail themselves of the services of the tribunal. So um, the uh, tribunal, in its kind of its most broad sense, is is what's well, a court? Okay, it's a court that helps uh, uh, resolve uh, questions or, or disputes that may that may arise in, in the church. And of course, with a, with a large, very diverse community that is the church, um, as you can imagine, uh, sometimes conflicts arise and disputes uh, emerge, and there needs to be an effective mechanism for for resolving them in a way that's um, going to preserve uh, the unity of the body of Christ and uh, promote the good of each each individual member of the church. Um, and so, uh, the bishop of the diocese is um, he is the uh, the chief judge, if you will, for for any disputes that are that arise, but. Uh, Bishop is a very busy man and uh, he's got lots of things on his plate. And so it's um, virtually impossible for the bishop to be directly engaged in uh, the work of uh, 
of mediating or, or judging the, the the controversies or the disputes that arise in the church. And so uh, he delegates that judicial authority or that judicial power to others. And the first person he delegates it to is the judicial vicar. So I exercise the bishop's judicial power in a vicarious manner. It's not mine per se, it's his, mm-hmm. but I exercise it on his behalf. And so that means my task essentially is to oversee the functioning of the tribunal, uh, to coordinate its activity and, and ensure that uh, we're effectively carrying out our role on behalf of the bishop. So I would imagine someone's listening right now and they're, they might be thinking, okay, so this is like Catholic court cases is what you're talking about right now. Right, and so right. does this have to do with, uh, you know, stealing altar wine from behind the <laughs> sacristy or what, mm-hmm. what, what, what are the cases that you're talking about sure. within a tribunal? Sure. Uh, the most common types of cases are, uh, first of all, um, marriage nullity cases where, um, uh, an individual who was, uh, part of a, um, a marriage uh, that has unfortunately has 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 ended has, has broken down uh, has uh, a, a doubt about whether that marriage was valid or not and so that individual comes to the church comes specifically to the tribunal and uh, presents presents a question if you will saying um, I I don't think my marriage was was valid. I'd like the the tribunal to look at that, investigate it, and render a ruling on whether or not my my marriage was was valid. But but how often? And, and, and I I love pushing back. So so I'm, I'm I love playing. Can I be the devil's advocate to the tribunal today, Father? <laughs> right. uh, to be able to talk about these things It's like even more simply, a lot of times we're, we're talking. Someone got divorced, and and they're in pain. Yep, and they're hurting. Yep, and and now they've heard different things over the course of their lifetime. Of well, if I get divorced, I can never receive communion again. Or if I, you know, if I got divorced, I'm I'm excommunicated from the church. Or they right. may have heard all these things that are erroneous, and they just don't know what's true anymore. Right. And really, what they're seeking in their lives, they just went through, or possibly are going through, one of the most painful experiences of their lives, and they are seeking a way that the church can accompany them through that difficult time. And they may not have the words to put it into that, but oftentimes that's the, that's the soul search that they have going on, isn't it? For sure. Yeah, for sure. So, so when people show up, I would imagine, and, and I, I should also throw out, I, I worked for the Archdiocese of Denver for a few years, right down the hall from the tribunal. And so I saw firsthand for many years, I saw the, the hurt, you know, what, yeah. I mean, for me, it was just, I'm walking up to the restroom because that's, mm-hmm. we shared a restroom with the tribunal, but I would see these people sitting there going, and, and it always stopped me in my tracks because I'm, I'm all about my business day and what I have to get accomplished that day. And then I would see these people and it's like, there's, there's the church. There's a wounded church right there. Mm-hmm. So talk a little bit about the, 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 the hurt that people are experiencing and the healing that these kinds of things were using very official words but there's something deeper that's going on here yeah the the work of the tribunal is it's uh, judicial in nature it's legal in nature but it's absolutely pastoral as well i mean the 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 reason the law of the church exists is to um, build up the kingdom of god to um to work towards the salvation of souls uh, and so yes we're uh utilizing a bunch of legal processes and uh, legal um, terminology and all that kind of thing. But at the end of the day, 
what we're trying to do is is minister to souls, uh, help uh, preserve their relationship with Christ and the church, and help them grow in sanctity, and please God, experience salvation uh, when they pass from this life. So, um, so yeah, there's definitely a, a, a ministerial component, a pastoral component to what we do, although it 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 tends to be uh, be shrouded, if you will, in the in the in the legal technicalities of what we do. Um, and so the process that people go through, specifically with uh, a marriage annulment procedure, absolutely has the capacity to be a very healing sort of uh, experience um, in as much as it allows them to, um, to have another perspective on what transpired in their their marital life and maybe bring to light some things that they uh, weren't aware of or hadn't seen um, but uh, but now gives them a different way of understanding what happened in their life and if done well uh, people can come away feeling ministered to by the church feeling accompanied as you said by the church and uh, and strengthened in their relationship uh, with the church and in their in their faith, so that's the that's the best case scenario. That's what we strive for. That's what we want. Um, but obviously, the the situations and circumstances we deal with uh, vary widely, and um, sometimes we're more successful at uh, achieving that end than than others. Speaking right now with Father Dan Ketter, he is the judicial vicar for the Archdiocese of Atlanta during the Quest's Spirit Drive. You can give us a call right now if you would like to be able to support the work that we are doing. The number is 470-508-1160. Father, we've had several people call in in honor of you. Great. And and that's one of the things that you can do during the Spirit Drive is if you would like to make a donation to the Quest in honor of someone else, uh, you can certainly do that. We welcome that. Again, 470-508. 1160 we've heard this morning from natalie and mark they made a, a very kind 500 hundred dollar donation this morning awesome uh, Thank louise you. call uh actually went online to uh, our website at thequestatlanta.com uh, we also have of course the quest atlanta mobile app where you can make a donation there as well Allie and Bill, they made a donation online. Thank you. Jim and Stephanie uh, made a $200 donation. Enrique and Anne, $100 this morning. Florence, $20. Thank you, Florence. Bruce and Diane, as well as a couple of anonymous donors this morning. So thank you so much. Yes, thank you, everyone. 470-508-1160. I'm Greg Willits here during the Quest Atlanta Spirit Drive. Now, we're talking again about the whole process of annulments and accompaniment and that kind of thing. I, I... I like to talk about marriage and family life and, and the sacrament of holy matrimony as a whole. I, I'll share a story. I have a, uh, a relative that we um, we unfortunately saw her spouse uh, treated her poorly. She uh, ended up having a divorce, and then a few years passed, and she met someone new, and she wanted to get married. And she was raised Catholic, grew up Catholic, but now you know suddenly she wants to get married and. and and I'm asking her, you know, are you going to seek out an annulment? And you could tell there's still some pain from the previous relationship. And she said, I don't need the church to tell me that I'm divorced. I know I'm divorced. I've been experiencing divorce for the last five years. Mm-hmm. And so there was this, and, and oftentimes I think, again, people kind of have this strange idea that an annulment is a Catholic version of divorce. Could you explain maybe the difference of what an annulment truly is? versus what when we say we're talking about civil divorce what what are the separations there yeah it's a it's 
a common point of confusion and uh, one that bears um, uh, reviewing and and clarifying time and time again. Um, the church um, doesn't um, doesn't have the capacity to um, divorce people. Okay, um, and really, divorce as we most commonly use it is um, is a is a, a civil law reality mm-hmm. where people uh, have a have a marriage that's recognized by civil authorities, uh, and then should the parties choose to do so, they can ask the civil civil authorities to uh, to 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 end that 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 union that had been recognized. And so, in the eyes of the the state, then they're they're no longer considered married. They are, as we say, divorced. But um, Jesus taught very clearly that uh, once a, a valid marriage, a valid bond comes into existence between a man and a woman. Uh, that that union is is indissoluble, that it can only be separated by by death. What is an annulment then? An annulment is um, more more properly uh, referred to as a declaration of of invalidity or a declaration of of nullity. An annulment is a conclusion that a church tribunal comes to that for certain specific reasons that have been clarified and um, and affirmed, a valid marriage did not come into existence on the day that man and woman exchanged their consent. And again, that can be a hard thing for someone to hear. Absolutely. That what, you're telling me that I was in a marriage for 25 years and you're saying that at that moment, at the beginning, there there was something that didn't allow a true marriage to happen. I felt like I was married, but how do how do I explain that? Yeah, it it, it can be it can very be very difficult. It can also be very consoling. Yeah, because if a, a person oh, has has suffered a very painful marriage where from the beginning it seemed like everything was going wrong, nothing was turning out as they they thought it should have, to hear the church say that. For these specific reasons that we've been able to identify, we can say with what we call moral certainty that a valid marriage never came into existence. That can sort of lift a burden off the person and in some ways explain why that marriage never seemed to uh, get on its feet mm. and never seemed to move forward. So it can be sort of a, a resolution or an answer to to, to pain and, and, and questioning that that a, a person has had for a number of years through their marriage so um so yeah it it can be hard to hear but it can also be very very healing very consoling we're speaking right now with father dan ketter he's the judicial vicar for the archdiocese of atlanta and again these kinds of conversations where else are you going to hear this kind of information if not on catholic radio it is catholic radio that provides an opportunity for you to grow in your faith and your knowledge of the faith in so many different ways and it truly is an amazing thing and so I want to give a big thanks to the people who've been calling in again in your honor in many cases father we heard from uh lucia this morning kim as well as susan and we want to give a huge thanks to all of these people again natalie and mark louise uh, ali and bill jim and stephanie enrique and annette susan p uh, all these people kim from saint jude wants to just say thank you for your mentorship in discerning his vocation as well so thank you for that i recognize um 
I think almost all of those names, <laughs> <laughs> which is great to great to hear. And so I give a uh, a big big thank you to to all of them who are listening and have made a donation. That's awesome. And so if you would like to make a donation uh, to help continue the work of the quest and possibly to make a donation in honor of Father Dan, or maybe you want to make a donation to the quest in honor of someone in your family who has benefited from Catholic Radio or who you want to uh, have more exposure to Catholic Radio, you can do that as well. Please give us a call, 470-508-1160. We're going to continue this conversation with Father Dan Ketter. I'm Greg Willits, and you are listening to AM 1160, The Quest, and our Atlanta Family Strong Spirit Drive. This is Father Thomas Cejuda, a priest of the Archdiocese of Atlanta, and this is my favorite prayer, the Lord's Prayer. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. The Quest presents Lesser Known Saints with Ken and Chuck. Tell us about St. Casimir of Poland. He was the third of 13 children born to King Casimir IV and Elizabeth of Austria. His devotion to God was prevalent at a tender young age, as he displayed great holiness in all that he did, even as a child. His father once ordered him to lead an army against Hungary, and although he opposed it, out of obedience, he went. But when soldiers started deserting along the way, he too turned back. Furious with him, Casimir's father banished him to the castle of Zolki. While there, King Casimir IV tried to arrange a few different marriages for Casimir, but Casimir refused each one, which is why he is honored as a patron saint of bachelors. St. Casimir died of lung disease at the age of 23. His feast day is celebrated on March 4th. He is also invoked as the patron saint of both Poland and Lithuania. For more homegrown wisdom, visit thequestatlanta.com. So, you love listening to The Quest but can't always listen live? No worries! Now with the Quest Atlanta app, you never have to miss out. Listen on demand, submit prayer requests, catch up on the latest headlines, and so much more. Available on the App Store and Google Play today. In the Chronicles of Narnia, Mr. Beaver describes Aslan in these words. Aslan is the great lion. Oh, says Susan, I thought he was a man. Is he safe? I'd be nervous meeting a lion. Safe, says Mr. Beaver. Who said anything about safe? Of course he isn't safe. But he's good. He's the king, I tell you. We like to tame Jesus with images that make him so mild, he's almost boring. Maybe we do that because we prefer a God who doesn't actually challenge us. But Jesus walked on water, appeared before his apostles in dazzling light. He told dead people to get up, and they got up. He's mighty. When you pray, don't hold back. Got dreams? Ask big. Angry? Yell to God. Got doubts? Tell Him. Feel like a mess? Surrender your life to God. He can take it. He's bigger than you. He's the King, I tell you. This is Chris Stefanik from reallifecatholic.com. Hello, I'm Chris Chambers from the Basilica of the Sacred Heart in Atlanta, Georgia. You're listening to Atlanta Catholic Radio, AM 1160, The Quest. Hey, welcome 
Welcome back. My name is Greg Willis. You are listening to AM 1160, The Quest, and our Atlanta Family Strong Spirit Drive. The number, of course, 470-508-1160. Yesterday had an incredible day hosting four hours and, and other hosts having great conversations throughout the course of the day. And one of the things that, you know, this morning we were talking about how the day went and, and what could we have done differently and um, how could we really be helping people feel like they're a part of AM 1160, The Quest. And just this was a conversation just right before we went on the air earlier this morning and and oftentimes I, i've learned over the course of the years of doing radio particularly catholic radio that you really need to pay attention to when you're feeling a push from the holy spirit because it's uh, get out of the way and let the holy spirit lead when it comes to catholic radio and one of the things that i'm 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 feeling right now even though we said one prayer earlier i almost feel like we should be praying every time we come back on the air father that especially uh, the thing that I feel like we need to be doing right now, and this is not planned, and I, I'm going to kind of throw you under the bus a little bit. It, you know, we prayed the the prayer for the quest, but could you say another prayer for us right now, Father, and particularly for people that are listening that have gone through divorce, people that are struggling right now, people that want healing in their lives that could possibly come from annulment and to uh, that, that greater understanding for the wisdom that they need mm-hmm. uh, for because when we have strong families and when we have strong marriages and particularly when someone has gone through a broken family and a broken marriage they may wonder what their place is in the church and to help them to be able to find that would you mind saying another prayer particularly for those who are listening and struggling with that area right now sure be glad to in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit Amen. Lord Jesus, you came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. I pray for those people who are experiencing uh, hurt and sorrow and sadness in their life, who are not experiencing the abundance of life that you came to give, that you promised. I pray that you would uh, move powerfully in their lives, touch their hearts and their minds, um, turn them to you who are the source of life, the source of all that is good, the source of healing, the source of strength, the source of all that we need to persevere in faith. For those people who are suffering because of a marriage that has uh, been wounded and perhaps has ended, uh, I pray that they would find in you the strength, uh, the hope, um, the encouragement that they need to, to press forward, to walk in faith, uh, to trust that you can uh, and will make all things new for them. May they see in the church uh, a, uh, a mother uh, who wants to draw near, to embrace them, to heal their wounds, and to help them to live in the light of your truth. You also told us, Lord Jesus, that uh, those who follow you, those who listen to you, will know the truth, and the truth will set them free. May they experience from the ministry of the church and of the tribunal in particular uh, your truth, the light of truth that will shine on their lives uh, so that they can live uh, fully uh, with you, uh, for you, and give glory to you with all their lives. We ask all this in your name, Jesus, you who are Lord forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Father, Father, Son, Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Thank you, Father. And and again, these are the kinds of things that part of the the quest's quest is to help people grow more deeply in their faith, to be able to experience the joy of being Catholic. And so often, 
we put roadblocks in front of ourselves to relationships with Christ. We tell ourselves that we are broken and therefore we cannot be fixed. We tell ourselves that we did things to break other people and so therefore we cannot be forgiven. And to have that reminder, to be able to tune in and hear people talking about these deep truths of the faith, to be able to hear God does love you. God does want to have a relationship with you. God does want you to experience healing that he can provide, his mercy that he provides, that he wants to give. How edifying is it to know that people who maybe don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ might just randomly be scanning channels on their car radios right now and to hear that message. And it's not some sort of message where it it's in your face, but it is an invitation. And while we're asking right now for financial assistance, this is not something that you're going to hear on a regular basis on the quest. We must do this to be able to keep doing this work. And so we have these times where we do a spirit drive and we ask for your assistance to help us to keep doing this work because truly we are just getting started. The quest has only been on the air for about a year and we are just getting started. But think about all the good that is already being done and how you can play a vital role in making sure that this vital work continues. You can give us a call right now to help make sure that that happens. 470-508-1160. That's the number that you want to call right now. 470-508-1160. Maybe you want to make a donation in honor of Father Dan Ketter, who's our guest for this hour, as we're talking about annulment, marriage, and holy matrimony, and healing within the church. Or maybe you want to make a donation in honor of someone else. Maybe you have a prayer that you would like us to offer up and and, and add to our intentions in the prayer book that we keep in the chapel here at the Quest. And by the way, there's going to be Mass today at 11 a.m. And so if you want to join us for that, you certainly can. I also want to take a, a quick moment just to give a thanks also to, there's a lot of people that are helping behind the scenes in what we're trying to do at the quest during this spirit drive one uh organization that's helping us and we're really appreciative of that is over at roswell town center chick-fil-a and operator jim waddle provided a whole bunch of beautiful delicious chicken biscuits that i'm abstaining from meat today so i just had to look at them and offer it up and so there it is these beautiful chicken biscuits that everyone else gets so we even get to offer it up on your benefit this looking at these chicken biscuits as other people are eating them but I'm, I know I'm going to be going over to the corner of Highway 9 and Holcomb Bridge Road tomorrow to have a Chick-fil-A biscuit. But you can give their thanks or give our thanks to them. Please go check out Chick-fil-A, Highway 9, Holcomb Bridge Road. Thanks to all of you. Jim, we really appreciate your generosity in helping us this week and keeping everyone energized with, uh, with Chick-fil-A. I, I just moved back to Atlanta a few months ago because, uh, quite honestly, everywhere I lived around the country, I was just annoyed by how few chick-fil-a's there were per square mile it just wasn't it wasn't good enough so i'm glad to be back where there's a chick-fil-a right down the street father you know we've been talking about healing and that kind of thing what are first steps that people can do if they're listening right now and they're thinking okay i've gone through a divorce um i I don't know if my marriage was valid or not uh i want to move on i mean i i would could someone who got divorced civilly divorced theoretically get married again and still be in communion with the church because they get an annulment? The first thing a person wants to do if they've um, suffered the sadness of a, of a broken marriage, of a failed marriage, um, is to pray, <laughs> obviously. Um, it, it's obvious, but, but it, bears, it bears emphasizing, bears repeating, right? Um, to really 
seek the Lord's will, to ask God, what are, what are you asking of me now? What are you, uh, where are you calling me? Um, because there are some people who suffer a divorce and perhaps, perhaps they didn't want the divorce themselves. The statistics, I don't have them right in front of me, but the statistics are amazing about how many, um, um, individuals who've experienced divorce didn't want the divorce. It was Hmm. unilateral, not a bilateral, you know, a decision. Um, and so, uh, there are those men and women who've suffered the tragedy of divorce who have perfectly discerned that, um, God is calling them to remain faithful to their marriage vows, even though they're not able to live it out in a normal marital fashion. Mm. And so they... And that sounds so crazy to a lot of people in today's world. Right. That sounds right. just like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. That, that you're going to stick with this. No, the, the world says, no, if, if this isn't good for you, then you do what's good for you and you get out. And, and so mm-hmm. you're saying something radical right now. Yeah, yeah. And in fact, uh, we've been growing in our recognition of, of those here present in our diocese who are are wanting to do that very thing. And so a couple months ago, we had the very first meeting of a new ministry uh, called Witness to Marriage that is for uh, individuals who have um, suffered a separation or a divorce and yet who are discerning that possibly God is calling them to simply live in fidelity to the vows that they made on their, their wedding day. And we had... I don't remember the exact numbers, maybe 40 people came to this initial meeting. Um, All ages? Yeah, all ages. And, you know, if that many people show up, how many more are out there who did not show up because they didn't hear about it or weren't able to come or whatever? So that's a group that we don't often think about. Uh, It's a a choice uh, that we don't often affirm or or laud or, or support, and it and it needs to be because that's a really heroic, very faithful response to uh, a male uh, a marriage that is that is tragically broken down. You know, and and I think of all of the people that feel broken, and they're like, okay, I I'm hearing you, I'm feeling a stirring of hope right now. And it's kind of funny you said that you called it witness to marriage. The first thing I thought of was John Paul II's biography, Witness, witness to Hope. To hope sure. And I was like, mm-hmm. well, that's kind of an interesting idea. <laughs> witness to marriage, witness to hope. Mm-hmm. The idea of this that first step though is it can sounds to me like it would be just terribly intimidating of okay, so what do I do now? And and one thing that you can do is if you're in this situation, the Archdiocese has a website, archatl.com on the very top you look for the men, on the menu, it says offices, and under offices, you go to Metropolitan Tribunal. There's a lot of information there of what is the Metropolitan Tribunal, which is what Father Dan Ketter's been talking about during this hour. There's an introduction to the court and the process and all sorts of other things. But if someone, you know, they might go and even still, it's like, wow, this is a lot of stuff. Yeah. What, yeah. what, you know, people think, how do I simplify this? Because it's, it, it already right. looks overwhelming. Right. I think the okay, so as you mentioned, beginning with prayer, that's absolutely the most important thing. Uh, the next sort of logical step after that would be to approach uh, your pastor or a priest that you feel very comfortable mm. speaking openly and honestly with and engage their support and help and guidance in discerning what God is is calling you to um so that's that's the the second step and it's a and certainly a a crucial one as well um before a person 
would approach the 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 tribunal, there really needs to be some um, discernment and some at some level some um, conviction or belief that um, that my marriage was invalid. That there was something um, awry from the very very beginning. Um, that's that's kind of the, the the ideal scenario under which one approaches the tribunal that they have a doubt in their in their mind in their heart about the validity of the merit their marriage and so they come to the tribunal and say this is my doubt uh, I'm asking the tribunal to clarify that doubt for me okay that's the ideal scenario. Uh, unfortunately, it's probably not the most common. What what we often find is that um, a person who has experienced uh, a divorce, some time has gone by, and now they're interested in entering a new marriage, but they want to do so in the church. They want to remain. Um, uh, they want to be able to continue to receive the sacraments and mm-hmm. to be, you know, fully fully engaged in the life of the church. And they know that that would entail. Uh, getting an annulment of their prior marriage. And so it's motivated not so much by a, a doubt about the, the the invalidity of the first marriage, but more out of a desire to want to marry uh, in the church uh, a second time. And, and, you know, it's, it's not the ideal scenario, but it's one we experience all the time. And absolutely, we're gonna we're gonna work with those people because even though their their motivation may be first and foremost that I want to marry a second time in the church, there may very well be something that um, rendered that first marriage invalid from from its outset. And so we can and, and that invalidity could come from a, a lack of understanding of what holy matrimony is. It could be uh, one person said that they agreed to something that they didn't really agree to. I mean, there's, and there's nuances. I'm, I'm, I'm overly simplifying this right now, but, but there's, there's oftentimes something that maybe there wasn't even a really an understanding of the bond that you were entering into at the beginning. I mean, there, there's nuances in these things. And I don't want to oversimplify them. Right. We're speaking right now with Father Dan Ketter. He is the Judicial Vicar for the Archdiocese of Atlanta. During the Quest's Atlanta Family Strong Spirit Drive, 470-508-1160. Uh, I want to hear your response to that, Father, but I do also want to point out we've had a few more people uh, calling in and making a donation in your honor. Michael and Lisa have called in. Maria, Don K, Ellen R, Mike has called in, all with very generous donations. Thanks to each and every one of you for helping to make Catholic Radio possible in the metro Atlanta area with the Quest, 470-508-1160. Make your donation right now. We have Father Dan Ketter in studio here at the Quest uh, for the next 20 minutes or so. If you want to make a donation in his honor to thank him for what, the work that he's done as the judicial vicar and helping people to to see hope in their faith again, to be able to find healing, to be able to have strong marriages, please give us a call, 470-508-1160. Uh, Father, you know, once someone has, has come to you, what, let's talk about holy matrimony in general and what, what is it that people should be expecting? Because I think I stopped calling it marriage a few years ago. I stopped saying, oh, you're going to get married. And if someone's getting married in the Catholic Church, I say, oh, you're going to be receiving the sacrament of holy matrimony. It, it, it adds a sense of wonder and awe. And in today's world where it seems as though anyone can get married and, and before, you know, I've seen stories of 
people petitioning to marry their pets. It's like the, the idea of marriage is just this fluffy thing that people do because it makes them feel good. We're talking about holy matrimony. We're talking about a sacrament. Talk a little bit about that. And and sometimes where that comes into play in this old judicial process when we're talking about annulments. Yeah. Well, I'm going to uh, maybe approach this from a, from a different perspective um, that um, many people, uh, particularly Catholics who are, are engaged in their faith and maybe have studied their faith, um, are not familiar with because for for many many active Catholics, when we speak about marriage, we'll approach it from the standpoint of the theology of of marriage, and there, there's a whole rich theological tradition in the church, you know, expounding on um, the theological foundation for matrimony. Or we'll speak about the spirituality of marriage. You know, we'll have uh, marriage enrichment retreats or even the marriage preparation process. We'll speak oftentimes uh, at length about the spirituality of, of marriage. And when we approach marriage theologically or spiritually, there is tremendous richness and uh, it's absolutely profound and, and um, uh, just beautiful uh, in, so many, in so, so many dimensions. But the church also approaches marriage from uh, a legal perspective mm. as well, which is one we don't hear much about. And it can be a little shocking to, to hear the church speaking of marriage in these terms because it sounds so different from the way we speak about marriage theologically or spiritually. Um, and from, a, from a, a legal standpoint, or we say a juridical standpoint, the church understands that marriage... Um, first and foremost, is not the possession of the church. It's not the invention of the church. Mm. Rather, marriage is something that existed from the beginning. That was part of God's creation long before the Catholic Church ever existed. And that marriage is something that the vast majority of human beings are called to. And this is important to keep in mind because when we speak about marriage in such exalted, lofty terms, it can have the unintended effect of making marriage seem like it's something that's almost unreachable or only for Hmm. the select few, for the elite. Hmm. And that if my marriage doesn't possess all those beautiful um, attributes that we speak of when we speak about the theology and spirituality of marriage, then my marriage must not be. Good, real, valid. But from a legal perspective, the church understands that marriage is simply this. It's an agreement between a man and a woman to have children and to raise them together. Hmm. That is marriage in its most basic elements. And that's important because, as I said earlier, most men and women in the history of the human race are called to marriage. And it's something that's accessible to the average, ordinary human being that's out there, whether they're highly educated or not, whether uh, they've grown up wealthy or poor, privileged or unprivileged, whatever, that marriage is something that most are called to and it's accessible to them. 
Father Dan Ketter joining us here on the Quest Atlanta Family Strong Spirit Drive. I'm Greg Willits. The phone number 470-508-1160. Want to give a uh, thanks to Jose and, and uh, Cece who's called in this morning. Mike, uh, again, Ellen and Don have all called in in honor of Father Dan Ketter who's joining us talking about his work with the Tribunal at the Archdiocese of Atlanta. We would love to hear from you this morning, 470-508-1160. Don't you love hearing the, the local conversation that, that we're being able to provide this week? While we love the content that we provide on the Quest from EWTN, to be able to have this week of the Spirit Drive, to be able to have so many local priests, so many local parishes, the active nature of our archdiocese and all the various apostolates and ministries to be represented live on the air. What an amazing thing this is this week. What an exciting thing to hear the voice and the the character of the archdiocese of Atlanta, truly the body of Christ here in this archdiocese. How wonderful is this to be able to provide this to the world? People driving down the road that maybe have never heard Catholic radio before, scanning through the channels and happen upon 1160 and happen to be listening to these conversations, maybe hearing something, the Holy Spirit prompting them in a way that they've never been prompted before to truly find themselves back into a Catholic church again. How beautiful is that? Well, that happens because of your financial generosity and helping us to keep this this organization not only active, but actively growing. 470 470- Five zero eight eleven sixty. We would love to hear from you today. Please give us a call and make your donation in honor of Father Dan Ketter, who's joining us, or perhaps you'd like to make a donation in honor of someone else. I also want to let you know that there's so many other ways that you can be uh, a part of what we're doing at the Quest. We have a program called the Founder Society, and to be a founder, you can donate a hundred dollars a month or more for three years, and that is what has made the purchase of this station possible. To have a group of founders, you would be a founding member of the Quest, that you would be remembered as a part of your Catholic legacy, that you have contributed to the purchase of a metro-wide Atlanta radio station. And you'd be honored for your generosity on a plaque in the studio. You're going to receive a certificate designating you as a founder of AM 1160, The Quest. We're going to keep your intentions during Mass each month here at The Quest. But those kinds of donations are truly what we need to see to be able to continue the large-scale expansion of what we hope to do with The Quest. And so if you would like to be a founder, we would love to hear from you. Again, founders donate $100 a month. Make that commitment of $100 a month or more for three years. And by doing so, you can do it as a lump sum. You can divide it annually. But time is running out because we're actually going to be closing out the Founder Program in October as we celebrate our first anniversary of the station purchase. And so prayerfully consider doing that. Here's a great thing. Yesterday it was announced that Play South Playground Creations, they called in and they actually graciously donated a hot air balloon ride for three people in support of our Quest Spirit Drive. And that allowed you and two of your friends to soar above the North Georgia countryside. How awesome would that be, especially with all the leaves changing soon? You can sign up to be a monthly donor of $20 or more or become a founder. Either way, $20 a month or more or become a founder. 
And this week on Friday, everyone who signs up at either one of those levels will be eligible for a chance to win that hot air balloon ride for you and two of your friends. And this is from Play South Creations, and we want to give a big thanks to them for their support of the Quest Spirit Drive. Dan Ketter joining me, Greg Willets, here during the Quest Atlanta Family Strong Spirit Drive, 470-508-1160. Hey, Alberta, Nada, and Tony and Sheila, thanks all for the calls just in the last few minutes, calling in again in honor of Father Dan Ketter, who's my guest during this hour. Father, I, going back talking about holy matrimony, it's, the idea of this being a gift is something that, that is available to everyone. You know, We're living also in a world where we're seeing numbers of marriages going down, even within our own parishes. What are solutions, do you think, to help people to see the value of marriage again and to have a desire for marriage? Because there's a thousand reasons anymore why people say, well, I don't have the money. I don't, you know, I got to finish this. I got to do that. All these things I need to do before I get marriage. How can marriage actually help people in their lives to get uh, to accomplish the things that they want to get done? Yeah, right. There's, uh, well, I think there's lots of things that, that can be done to, to build up a, a strong marriage culture in the, in the church and in, in wider society. Um, you know, the, the Catholic Church has um, such a treasure of, of wisdom and knowledge with respect to marriage um, that needs to be shared more effectively with all Catholics. Catholics need to understand um, just the riches that the church has when it comes to to its understanding of marriage and how marriage is effectively lived out and how it can enrich uh, the lives of those who are parties to the marriage and the the children that that flow from it. So we need to um, continue to try and and effectively share this this good news. And I think that um, it's crucial that it happen very young. Mm. You know, that we begin to, to teach our children very, very young about um, the, the, the truth about marriage, about God's plan for marriage, the beauty of marriage, because as, as you well know, at a very young age, kids are being bombarded with all kinds of other messages about um, what marriage is and, and isn't or what can qualify as, as, as marriage um, and and so tremendous amounts of confusion. Um, and so we need to counter the, the erroneous messages with the truth uh, as early as we possibly can. What's that going to require, though? It's going to require parents that are formed. <laughs> so, you know, uh, it's not like we can just focus on one demographic or one age or, uh, you know, over against the other. We have to focus on all of them because, as the church says, the first Teachers of the faith are the parents, and they're in the best position to uh, to begin to prepare their children for marriage from a, from a very young age. In his 1981 apostolic exhortation, Familiaris Consortio, is his exhortation on the family. Pope John Paul II spoke about um, the remote, um, the the proximate, and the immediate preparation for marriage. Okay, the remote, the proximate, and the immediate. Uh, the immediate is like the marriage, you know, preparation meeting with with the priest, you know, just as they're they're getting ready to to celebrate marriage. Um, the proximate is kind of you know, uh, as they're becoming young adults and they're they're dating and they need to be learning and being formed about marriage there. But the remote formation preparation for marriage is what happens, you know. 
from the time the kids are four, five, six years old, they need to begin learning from their parents and from the church the truth about marriage, the good news that the church has to offer with respect to marriage. Yeah, in that document, John Paul II wrote, remote preparation begins in early childhood in that wise family training which leads children to discover themselves as being endowed with a rich and complex psychology and with a particular personality with its own strengths and weaknesses. It is the period when esteem for all authentic human values is instilled. That's huge right there. This is the period when esteem for all authentic human values is instilled, both in interpersonal and in social relationships, and with all that this signifies for the formation of character, for the control and right use of one's inclinations, for the manner of regarding and meeting people of the opposite sex, and so on. And, and here's what's another interesting point of what John Paul II wrote is, it's also necessary, especially for Christians, it's a, spiritual, a solid spiritual and catechetical formation that will show that marriage is a true vocation and mission without excluding the possibility of the total gift of self to God and the vocation to the priestly and religious life. That that You could, you could spend an entire semester studying that paragraph alone Amen. to be able to have a deeper understanding yeah. of, of marriage uh, in, in the church. Yeah. And related to that, you know, kind of coming back to, to the tribunal, uh, many, many Catholics sort of bristle at this notion of, of a tribunal that's going to look at my marriage and make a judgment on, on my marriage. And, and yeah, you weren't there, these, Father. How do you know? Right, exactly. And all these rigorous, you know, legal yeah. terms and mm-hmm. criteria and everything. Yeah. Well, why, why do we have have the tribunal? Why do we have this process by which we we investigate a marriage to determine whether it may in fact have been invalid from the you know the the moment when they off exchanged consent? It's because of the high regard that the church has for marriage. It's because that marriage is so important in the life of individuals, in the life of the church, in the life of wider society that we need to make sure we are uh, treating marriage, respecting marriage. Um, for what it is. Mm. And if we didn't care about marriage, then we'd just say, yeah, whatever, you know, sure, go get married another time, don't worry about it, whatnot. But because we care so much about marriage, we surround it with all these structures to try and make sure that it's defended, protected, understood, and people are enabled to to, to live it. Well, Father, you know, we're wrapping up this hour What's the what's the last bit of consolation or advice that you would give to someone who's listening right now of why they might want to reach out to the tribunal if they were seeking some sort of healing, uh, particularly from from a broken marriage? Yeah, I, I, I'll refer to the to the words of our Lord Jesus, which I I made reference to when we when we prayed a little while back. That Jesus says, "You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free." Hmm. We have to really come with that. Um, conviction in our hearts when we approach um, the tribunal or when we're uh, when we're looking back on a marriage that uh, unfortunately has come to an end that and this is hard I know it's it's easier to say than to do but it's so important and and we we witness thousands of people who do this uh, every day that they they have the attitude that says more than what I want Above my will, I want to know God's truth about my marriage. And I believe, even though it's hard to conceive and difficult to understand how I'm going to accept it, I believe that his truth is in fact going to set me free and will lead me to the happiness that I desire. 
If we can place our trust fully in Jesus, in those words of his, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. I think that will help people walk this journey. Father Dan Ketter, thanks for joining us for this hour of the Spirit Drive. We really appreciate your words of wisdom. It's uh, been a blessing to be here with you. Great to be with you, Greg. Thanks for doing this. Great Can to be I part of it. add a testimony? Sure. Okay, I know it's quick. Uh, we just had a caller call in and say, what an absolute great hour of power from Father Dan Ketter. Big props to him. Thank you so much from everybody in our little call center because you have kept us very busy this hour. Praise God. Thank you so much. That's Praise fantastic. God. And also, we just got a donation from Lisa at St. Jude in your honor as well, Father. So That's thank great. you so much. If you want to make a donation to the Quest, please give us a call, 470-508-1160. We have so much more in store for you as we are continuing our spirit drive. Help us to keep Atlanta family strong through the Quest, AM 1160. I'm Greg Willis. More coming up in just a few moments.